How many times have you thought to yourself, if only I could be more successful? Have you ever thought that? Well, hey, I've got great news for you. You can be successful. I got a simple formula for you that we're going to share here in just a little bit about how you can be successful. Guaranteed right now, today. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. All right, yeah, this is Dan Miller. I want you to know your passion. I want you to live your life fully alive, to laugh readily, work with joy, make a difference in the world every day, all those cool things that we call success. Absolutely. That's what we want. That's what we're going to be talking about right here. Some of the questions we're going to be looking at today is, are rather, what does it mean to be successful? What's the fastest way to success? How can I avoid failure? What are the six identifying characteristics of success? Now, I can guarantee you we're going to have some surprises as we go through this relative to what your thinking may already be. What is this thing we call success? Well, our quotation for today, I'll get us started in that, comes from Earl Nightingale, who said, success is the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. Now, we're going to come back and unpack that a little bit. But again, success is the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. Now, speaking of success, I got a a resource for you that I want to share today. And it has to do with an upcoming event that a couple of our Eagles members are putting on. It's called Entree Pastors Live. From the title, you can kind of tell what that is. John Sanders, Les Hughes are two pastors who are very active in the 48 Days Eagles community, both members of my personal mastermind. Uh, These guys are rocking it. They're putting on an event because we know there are so many pastors who are struggling financially. This is entree pastors. This is what if you want to do something that generates income in addition to maintaining your role as a pastor. We have lots of examples of that. Um, I won't mention any of the names, but we got some pastors who are doing extremely well while continuing to fulfill their role. What if you really feel called to pastor a little tiny church near town? So you've got, you know, 60 people who come. They aren't going to be able to give you a $100,000 salary. So how do you make that work? Well, there are ways to do that. This event, you need to check it out. And I'll put a link in the, in the notes today. It's actually a little bit long. If you go to Les Hughes, yeah, that's H-U-G-H-E-S, leshughes.com, you can find it there. But it's the Entree Pastors Live event that's coming up October 12th. It's going to be right here in Osprey, Florida, right near where I live. We're tying it together with an event that we're doing for Mastermind. So John and Les will be here anyway. I'll be uh, doing part of the presentation for this event, but Entree Pastors Live. If you are a pastor or if you know somebody who is, you need to check this out. And incidentally, if you use the code 48 days, you'll get $100 off the live event ticket. 
Again, 48 days, just use that as a discount code. You get $100 off. Now, if you have any questions, I mean, feel free to connect with Les there through his website. But um, that's one of the things that I have a, I have a heart for is helping pastors um, thrive financially in addition to thriving theologically and in the ministry work that they want to do. Speaking of which, got lots of good news going on, but another um, eagle who's doing exceptional work is Alan Thomas. Now, Alan, if you're in the Eagles community, you've probably seen his before and after pictures. He woke up one morning and got on a scale and was 304 pounds and decided he needed to lose a lot of weight. So he lost 125 pounds, uh, did that a couple years ago, has kept it off, and now he's helping other people do the same thing. And the stories of transformation coming out of there are just delightful to hear. People who know their weight is holding them back. Again, just a resource for you. If you check it out, go to transformmyfuture.com slash 48 days. You'll see a little testimonial from me there and introduce you to the work that Alan is doing. Again, I'll put that in the show notes, but it's transformmyfuture.com slash 48 days. If that's something that you want to address, I mean, right now, here we are at the beginning of September. This would be a great time to take care of that issue if that is an issue of yours. If your weight is holding you back, making you sluggish and slowing your thinking, now is a great time to do that. Don't wait till January. Everybody's going to be doing it then. Do it now so you can roll into January feeling your very best. All right, another good news item here. This is kind of fun. Plumber landed a record deal after a music mogul heard him singing while he was working in his bathroom. Now, this happened in England, but a plumber was doing work in this guy's house, not realizing that he was a record executive at all. So 49-year-old Kev Crane spent six weeks installing a new suite in the home of Paul Connolly, completely unaware that he was the owner of a record label. Now, he would spend his working days singing along to his favorite tunes on the radio, including you know David Bowie, Meatloaf, some of those. And this guy who owned the house was so impressed hearing him sing that he talked to him more about it. They ended up doing a deal together. He just signed him on his label, onto his new reality record label, which he has artists from Brazil, New York, Britain, other places. And that's kind of a fun story. I mean, the guy loved singing, had dreams of being a singer, but uh, 49 years old, was working as a plumber, decided that he needed to do something responsible, and certainly rightfully so. But now he's got a new record label or a record deal. Now, you know, when these things happen, I mean, these things does, doesn't mean that he's going to be able just to live in the lap of luxury and quit being a plumber. He may continue being a plumber. I mean, frankly, that would be my encouragement to do that. In the book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about having written the book, Eat, Pray, Love. And it was an amazing success. But she continued her day job long after because she didn't want to force what her first love was, that being writing, force that to be the only source of her income. And a lot of people, you know, musicians, artists, other people, too quickly force their love, what was their hobby perhaps, but force their passion to be the only source of their income. Don't necessarily have to do it like that. All right, let's talk about success a little bit. 
What is success? I mean, it's certainly a, a term that covers a lot of categories. I mean, we can see somebody, you know, a 10-year-old who has a lemonade stand and makes, you know, $4 in an afternoon. Well, that's successful. Again, if we go back to our definition, the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. So that can cover that. But when you get to be an adult, when you get to a little, have a few years behind you, your ideas of success may change. Now, even there, though, the definition of success varies dramatically. What does it really mean? Now, if we go just to the dictionary and just look it up, it says the favorable or prosperous termination of attempts or endeavors, the accomplishment of one's goals. Eh, that doesn't help a lot. Now, now, so your definition of success may vary, but you know many are going to define it as being fulfilled, happy, safe, healthy, loved. I mean, it's the ability to reach your goals, whatever those goals may be. But one of the things that people often ask is, what is the quickest path to success? What is that? Now, I put that in a Google search. I just put that in quotations, quickest path to success. I got 3,390,000 results. So this is a popular topic. There's a whole lot of people trying to figure this out. What is the fastest way to success? You know, what we hear those, you, you see these guys, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, the three keys to success, the seven secrets my goodness, the, the never-before-revealed steps shared with me by a 107-year-old man on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, all these crazy kind of claims. We're going to show you the keys to success. Do you know what? We can kind of break this down. The Buddhist answer, Buddhist just being a philosophy of loving, is to define success as what you have now. You have this life, you have this work, you have this spouse, you have this house, call it success, you're done. There you go. That's the fastest way to success. Define what you have now as success. And frankly, for a lot of people, that's not unreasonable at all. The challenge is we keep thinking success is something we don't have. But see, if your goal is to get somewhere you're not, then we have to be very careful about defining why you want to get there and what you're willing to do to make that happen. What are you willing to give up to have something that you don't have now? See, most of us are in such a hurry to get somewhere else, we forget to consider the value of what we have now. I mean, it's always when I get a promotion, when I get a new house, when I get that new car, when I get my own business, when I get a million dollars, then I'll consider myself a success. What do you see happen when someone gets those things? I mean, you, you may have your own example. What happened to you when you got that promotion? What happened to you when you got that Mercedes? Did you then consider yourself successful? Eh, likely not. You simply saw the next mountain and started wanting more. Now, granted, success is an ongoing journey. And it is this progressive realization worthwhile goals. But if we really define it as such, then we can see that you can be successful as a high school sophomore because you're working toward a progressive goal. You can be successful because you're in your third year of medical school. You know, you 
can see yourself as successful because you did get that promotion or you were able to get the house that you've been looking at for a while. But there's a lot of ways to define this, the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. You may decide you're going to go to Haiti and help build schools down there. Or you're going to go down to New Orleans and help rebuild after the recent hurricane damage down there. You're going to spend the next year helping people rebuild their houses. That can be successful. The progressive realization of worthwhile goals. But a lot of people aren't happy with any measurement of success. They're just looking for that next shortcut to getting more. I mean, those are the people, again, you see on Facebook and Instagram standing next to their private plane or leaning on the hood of their Lamborghini telling you to buy their course or come to their event so you too can have more stuff. They may already have a reputation of integrity, trust, generosity, but some people are willing to risk that, risk those things on the path to getting some material object they don't currently have. But you get to decide what success is for you. I mean, I've been working with people for a long time addressing this very topic. What does that mean? What does success mean for you? What are your goals? This is a very individualized process. Reminded of the quotation. It's attributed to Ralph Waldo Emerson. I'm not sure if that's accurate. It's hard to tell with some of these, but it's a common Kind of quotation, it says, to laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, hey, just a reminder here. You know, I'm integrating some of the questions as we go along. You can keep sending those in. Send your questions in to askdan at 48days.com. Again, you can send in your success stories. Send in what you define as success. Or a success story you know of about somebody else or a resource you want to share. Primarily just your questions. You'd like to have us unpack here together. Again, send those in to askdan at 48days.com. Now, success is not just the opposite of failure. I mean, failure is actually part of the process of getting to success. You can't really identify anybody who is extremely successful, who didn't have a few bumps along the road to get there. You can fail and still be on a winning path. You can fail and still be on that path to be achieving worthwhile goals. I mean, I love this kind of thought. I mean, if you see, if you decide that you're going to run three marathons this year and you fail because you only ran two, I mean, my goodness, you've still accomplished more than 99% of the people in the world. I mean, what if you had a goal of writing two books this year, but you only completed one? Are you not successful? No, writing that one puts you in a very small category of people on the face of the earth. What if you wanted to reduce your cholesterol by 50 points, but only cut it down 40 points? What if you wanted to compose a new song a month, but finish the year with only 10 great songs? That's not failure. These are identifying 
parts of being on a success path. What if you wanted to, what if you set your goal to increase your income from 50,000 to a hundred thousand this year, but you're going to end up this year with only 85,000. Well, are you successful? I'd say so. That's not failure. So a lot of times we need to reframe how we view success and failure. What if you wanted to pay cash for a $15,000 car by November 15th, but we're getting close to that date and you think you're only going to have 14000 Well, I'd consider that successful. What if you wanted the greatest marriage in the world, but you only eliminated 85% of the pain points in the marriage you have now? I mean, there's some things that we, we have to just think through. What does this really mean to be successful? What does success mean to you? That's really all that matters because it's a very individualized process. I recently pulled a, a one of the older John Maxwell books off my shelf, read it again. It's titled Talent is Never Enough. In there, John says a person's talent allows them to stand out, but their wrong choices make them sit down. And I was just reminded how character, integrity, relationships, responsibilities are the pillars that allow talent to shine, that allow somebody to stand up and be seen as successful. And I've really come to the conclusion that to experience success, and I'm going to kind of wrap it up with this, experience success, a person must have these six things. Number one, loving relationships. Number two, uncompromising integrity. Number three, clear purpose. Number four, vibrant health. Number five, joyful generosity. And number six, optimistic faith. Now, these are not in any order of importance. I suspect they're all equal in importance. And certainly, if you're struggling with one or two of those, I mean, that's not unexpected. You don't have to have perfect score in all six to be considered successful. But those are certainly things that we will all want to strive for. And the cool thing is, Those are all things we can work on immediately, no matter where you are in terms of a job, your own business, no matter where you are in terms of finances, or actually no matter where you are in your health. These are things we can work toward. Again, those being loving relationships, uncompromising integrity, clear purpose, vibrant health, joyful generosity, optimistic faith. You know, I've got in there, you know, joyful generosity. You may think, well, how does that how does that fit? How does that? But you know what? Um, Rabbi Daniel Lappin says, opportunity seeks out the generous. If you're generous, opportunities are going to show up. Other people are going to want to bring opportunities to you. You know, if, if somebody comes to a person, if somebody comes to me with an idea and my, it's a great idea, but my schedule is busy. I'm not really looking to add anything else. I'm not going to think, well, I know this jerk who lives down the street. You know, he's mean to his kids. You know, he's stingy. Um, I don't really like him, but I'm going to share this idea with him. Well, you know, that's not going to happen. I'm going to go to somebody who is already generous, somebody who is encouraging, somebody who I've found to be a friend. I'm going to go to that person. Opportunity seeks out the generous. So those are things you can do to increase your level of success, things you can do really, really quickly at any given time that you want to to start 
improving your definition of your opportunity, your ability to live in success. Hey, I'll list those in the notes as well. Hey, this has been short. Uh, we join. I just got back from a week of travel, so I wanted to just um, be consistent about having a podcast out there. But I did not go through and unpack all the questions as usual. I'll get back to that again next week. Actually, next week I'm going to be sharing some. I want to bring you up to date on a, a webinar that I'm doing. By the time that you hear this, but a webinar on the Great Resignation, talking about the volatility in the workplace. So I want to address that some next week. You know, we've got thousands of people who are quitting their jobs and we have thousands of jobs that are available. Why the disconnect? Why do we have both? We're going to be talking about what you can do if you want to be in the driver's seat for your own career path. What do you need to do if you're an employer looking to bring people on? What do you need to provide people to bring them on? Why do we have these dual things happening that seem to be counter to each other? But I'll be talking about that next week. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions. Again, shoot those in to askdan at 48days.com. Thanks for being open to growing. Thanks for being a powerful force for making the world a better place and for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. <music>